Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Welcome back to Baby Boomerville. That's a term I just made up. Hi, boys and girls, moms and dads. This is Dale Irvin, and you have reached another day above ground, the podcast for baby boomers, where we talk about all things relevant to us older people. And when I say we, I have to refer to my two partners. First of all, from Indiana, please welcome the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. Another retail outlet has filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy. It will now be known as Bed, Bath, and the Great Beyond. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yes, it's what comedy does. <laughs> and, and the voice that just piped in is Carolyn Strauss joining us from Denver, Colorado. Oh, my gosh. We were just talking about Bed, Bath, and Beyond this weekend, and it's I am going to miss those 20% off coupons that are great to take notes on while you're, you know, in the kitchen answering other phone calls. The back always had white on them. You could take little notes on them. And... I've, uh, 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 I just heard that the coupons are going to be good until Wednesday. If you're listening to this, the coupons are no longer good. <laughs> all I go there for, all I go there for, is a soda is a soda stream recharge. I get yep. I have a I have a big stack of five dollar off coupons. It's a fifteen dollar recharge. So I go in there with my old soda stream. I give them the coupon, and I walk out with a fresh one for just ten bucks. So you're going to have to do that like today and tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pardon my yeah. ignorance, but what is a soda stream? I don't know what that is. Oh. It's a uh, it's a it's a, a CO two charger for for water, and then you put flavoring in it, so you make your own soda. Oh wow, well, that's it pretty cool. It saves the environment, and it saves so can, from cans and bottles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's I hope you guys did too out there in uh, Listenerville. It, my, my my sister my sister had a had a third uh, third floor walk up in Chicago. And she loved not having to lug soda up the uh, up the stairs. Is oh, I can could imagine. Act. Yeah, it's uh, much easier when you when you use your own water. Is uh, I use it. Uh, I make I make club soda. Mm-hmm. I make mm-hmm. my, my very own club soda, which I had to had to figure out how to w- what's in it because uh, well, what's, what's know, different the, from just fizzy water? Uh, club soda has salts in it. Huh. It's uh, the the uh, I I actually I. Uh, I went to great lengths here. Is apparently, it's <laughs> what I did was I got a, I got a bunch of club soda from different brands: Canada Dry, Schweppes. Uh, I forget I forget all the brands of club soda I bought, and I, I did a taste test. The wife and I did a taste test, and we found out which one we liked the best. Then I went to the ingredients on the back, and uh, and and figured it out, and uh, I kind of interpolated uh, it. Uh, the the uh, the brand I chose had uh, salt, baking soda, and potassium nitrate. Okay. So Which everybody uh, w- has laying around their Yeah, kitchen. isn't that what they what <laughs> they make fertilizer out of that can explode? You know? <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's the same thing in laundry detergent. That's why club soda gets stains out of clothing. Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually, it's actually lye is what it is. It's oh, actually well, a little there. bit, a little bit of lie. So oh, you so just I... put it near the TV, turned on Fox News, and you're good. <laughs> 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 Point. 
so uh so, so anyway so that's what so the i I, ma- I made my own club soda formula comes pretty close to the to the, the brand that we like the best and uh also make my own ginger ale wow is you you uh, uh put you grate ginger and mix it with sugar and you steep it for uh for for several hours and then uh, uh and then strain it and add that to the the carbonated water and you have your own Homemade ginger ale. So that's, uh, I've enjoyed my soda stream. I don't know where else I'm going to go. I check 10 bucks a bottle. That's what I was paying for the CO2. I priced it on Amazon $64.99. For just a bottle, not the whole unit? Two bottles. And then if you, if you send back your empty bottles, they give you a $15 gift certificate. So it's still $50 for two bottles. Wow. Can't you just go to a party store and get some helium? Isn't it the same thing? No, it's CO2. <laughs> oh, you sorry. can't keep the water in the glass. It keeps rising out when you do that. Yeah. You can uh, you can buy amyl or, or uh, a nitrous oxide. Did you know that for whipped cream chargers? You can get yep. a whipped cream dispenser, and you can buy yeah, you can buy nitrous oxide over the of course you know and you get a little cracker and then you put a big balloon on one end and Uh, you you crack it and it goes into the balloon and then it's party time yeah yeah you when you go to the dentist you have them fill up your charger i bet you my dentist doesn't (laughs) offer nitrous oxide i bring in my own cans of ready whip (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, well if you lay off the ready whip you wouldn't have to be coming to the dentist So anyhow, Carolyn, did you? What did you do over the weekend? You always have exciting things. Tim and I just I actually, have boring things. I actually had a really fun weekend, and it's because of our game Boom Again that's partnered with us on this podcast. I had dinner. I had Sunday night dinner with eleven friends, all of them in the Boomer space. No really young people. Um, so it was really fun. We- were they all like you and uh, swore they were Gen X? <laughs> in fact yes because we said you know on the cover of the the game it says questions from the 50s 60s and 70s and everybody at the table agreed that we would know more tv and more music it was if it was 60s 70s and 80s so i think we all identify as younger because you know really if you were born in the late 50s you don't remember the early 60s because no. you were just a baby. So anyway, the fact is we had such a good time playing the game. The game lasted about two hours. There were 11 of us. We partnered into teams of two and then a team of three. But if you look at the instruction, it really says there's two teams. And it turned out that way because, you know, the the board is set up into three sections, one on one side, one in the middle, one on the mm-hmm. other side. Mm-hmm. So it ended up being one side of the table versus the other side of the table uh-huh. as we went along. But there we started go. as individual teams, which was really, really fun. Yes, my team won, but that's only because I was sitting next to really smart people. And um, we had... Such... I like to think that it's people that spent more time in front of the television rather than reading books like you did, Carolyn. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Last book I read, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Is, Margaret is finally coming out as a movie, so I don't even have to think about the last book I read. I actually think it's a question inside the game, too. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret? Yeah, I think, I think it so. is. Yeah. And it's finally becoming a movie after, what, 50 years? which is Who's it about? Fun. Um, it's about a coming of age story of a young woman. Uh-huh. It was written. It was written in the sixties. I think it was written in the early seventies. I think. 
It's it, so they should they should they should actually uh, they should re, re, redo the uh, uh, the book. You know, considering uh, it should be. Uh, Are you there, God? I'm coming. <laughs> my way. Oh my God, that is hilarious that you should say that because I actually thought about that. I actually thought about contacting the writer of "Are You There, God?" It's me, Margaret, and go, you know, hey, do you want to? It's time to to do the sequel. Are you there, God? It's me, Menopause, and you know, would go the other direction. <laughs> I wonder if they're making the movie. I wonder if that we. I guess we'd have to look it up. But uh, no ambition for that. But I'm guessing if they're making the movie, she died. No. I mean, I mean usually, usually that. Well, usually that's what happens. Is that no, no? I can't. I they can't agree on the the way the movie should be done. And then there after they pass yeah. on, their heirs go. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. It's actually finally being made into a movie, which I think is super fun. But that's what happened. That's what happened to Roald Dahl's uh, material. Did you know that? No. It is yeah yeah they they redid a lot cuz Roald Dahl was mean. He was mean, he was a racist, he was anti-semitic. He Wasn't was kind of Wasn't he the chocolate factory guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the, uh, the original Oompa Loompas were dressed like natives in a Tarzan film. Wow. Yeah. And uh and he actually uh uh he brought them over from Africa. And uh, Willy Wonka brought them over from Africa because uh, they would work really hard for cocoa beans. That's all they wanted was cocoa beans. I can't uh, believe that movie never got made. And you know the songs. The songs are Oompa Loompa Doompa Dee Doo. No, they were they were more like. Oompa loompa doompa dee doo. And who was it? Who was it? Who was the who was the uh, the stroked out Mrs. Walton character that married the guy? Uh, what was her name? Oh come on! The, I, the, I don't know. I, I'll be the first to say I the, don't uh, know. Patricia, Patricia, Patricia Neal. Yeah, the original Mrs. Walton in the in the movie, not the. In the homecoming movie, not the series. Oh, okay. Pat- Patricia Neal, she had a stroke. Okay. And she was she was married to Roald Dahl, and I believe I think Roald Dahl died before they made the Willy Wonka movie. And she said, "Please do something else with the Oompa Loompas." <laughs> and that's what really <laughs> wow. That's why they were that's why they were orange rather than uh, yeah. So 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 anyway, there were other things in the books, and uh, uh, that they just read. Did I mean, it was a big scandal? They took out uh, a lot of uh, 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 it, uh, Augustus Gloop was no longer fat and stuff like that. They took stuff like they took stuff like that out of the books, and the reason why is because the Roald Dahl estate finally sold the rights to everything to Netflix, and Netflix hmm. said Netflix uh, cleaned up everything. I'm waiting for somebody to try cleaning up Mark Twain. I mean that that would just you know Tom Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn and that you know, had a lot of nasty language, but it, <laughs> it, don't try and clean that up. That's you know that's the way it is. But yeah, I, Carolyn mentioned uh, Boom Again, this game that we've been uh, talking about for weeks now. That we uh, actually uh, have a contest going where you can win a copy of this game. And last week we asked three questions, and today I have the answers to those three questions. For instance, last week on the contest we asked you, 
What did Alfred Hitchcock say each week at the opening of Alfred Hitchcock Presents? I could do this really well. Good evening. That's it. Just like him. <laughs> Just came out with his profile. It's good evening. I remember there the was... profile. I didn't remember the good evening part. I do a great impression of the profile now, too. <laughs> <laughs> He was a he was a character. He uh, I I just saw this about Alfred Hitchcock. I think this is fascinating. Is that he made his movies because uh, he didn't want uh, when they showed in Japan. He didn't want them spending too much time reading subtitles. Interesting. So there wasn't a lot of dialogue. Interesting. So, so he yeah yeah. So what what which is kind of funny. You look at an Alfred Hitchcock film and you go, oh my god, he was such a master of the visual. You don't even realize. Well, yeah, that was a that was a marketing decision. He wanted. He knew there was a lot of Japanese people that would love his films, and they didn't. They didn't like a lot of them. Didn't like reading, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> because you got to memorize to the alphabet's too hard to remember to memorize oh, in Japan, I guess. And uh, so, yeah, so that's why they were his films were so visual that that, that you, almost almost like silent films. I mean, they were. Uh, Huh. Uh, and also, I don't think he liked directing actors either. It's uh, one of his most famous quotes was, he said, I never said that actors were cattle. I said they should be treated like cattle. <laughs> <laughs> and he appeared in every one of his movies, had a cameo in every one of his movies. So that, you know, which that... was difficult, which was difficult in the movie Lifeboat. Because lifeboat, <laughs> lifeboat begins right after the ship ship gets torpedoed. If you if you remember the film, written right, by John right. Steinbeck, I might add, written by it was a John Steinbeck script, and it, it starts with everyone waking up in a lifeboat after a U boat sank the cruise ship, is where it starts. So, uh, so how do you get Alfred Hitchcock into that one? There was a newspaper. On the floor of the lifeboat with his picture on it. Wow. There so, you yeah. go. I, I thought maybe he'd be re- floating nearby. I was thinking a remake of The Whale. Exactly. <laughs> my favorite, I can't remember what it was, but it's my favorite cameo is he's walking around the corner with two standard poodles. And it's just a wonderful image. <laughs> Okay, well, that was uh, that was the first question we asked last week, all about uh, uh, about Alfred Hitchcock, and that's why Tim is the Aristotle of comedy because he knows all the backgrounds to this. Here's our second question: Picture Hell's Angels riding through your town. Now, describe what ape hangers were. Ape hangers. The really ugly girls on the back. <laughs> Sorry, I can't believe I said that out loud. I, I don't either, but it was, oh it was quite goodness. humorous. <laughs> it's uh, no, it's 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 uh, it, it's the costume room for the uh, um, for the, the the Planet of the Apes film, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's where they hung their costumes on ape hangers. <laughs> <laughs> ape hangers are those big tall handlebars that uh, rather than come back like a bicycle handlebars they went like straight up and then came back and so it was it, it provided you with an extremely uncomfortable riding experience have you ever driven one uh, dale have you ever with one of those yes yeah? i have not very far but i did 
You know that when when I was little, some friends had one of those bikes that had a banana seat and uh-huh. those same kind of handlebars on we a called, bicycle bike. Yeah, we called them butterfly handlebars, though, yes. if I remember right. Yes. Because we, we were young them. and innocent, you know. We, well. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the handlebars on, on the bike, it also served as a temporary seat for your passenger because, you know, they couldn't all fit on the banana seat. So if you had one behind you, you could put another one in the handlebars before mm-hmm. you ran into a tree. That's right. And so they were, I, uh, I, I, I liked them for, because they were great for popping wheelies. Those yeah. handlebars are yeah, really, yeah. really easy. The seat with the seat way back, you slide back on the seat and you yank those, uh, yank those handlebars up. The front wheel comes up really easily. And, uh, uh, and, and, uh, the, then you also learned what Mercuricomb was for. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> and and then all the ones that I saw, the ones in my neighborhood, had really pretty little girl streamers coming out of the end of the handles. So you had the 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 butterfly handles, and then the streamers of like rainbow colored streamers, which didn't mean anything back then, other than you were a girl and Daddy got you a cool bike. Did you have okay. a basket too to to match on, the streamers? On th- some of them did, yes. So there was with white bas- white wicker basket with plastic flowers attached to it that actually matched the color of the streamers. See, we were color coordinated when we were kids all the way around. Oh. Fashion statement. We were just worried about the pedals slipping and falling down and catching that bar in the nads. You know, that's all we cared about. We didn't care what kind of streamers he had. Well, on the Schwind, on the Schwind stingrays, on the ones that had the butterfly hamburger handlebars and the the banana seat, uh, they they would put the stick shift. They would put the shift hand right there do you remember that no they, they, right there on the right there on a the bar on yeah because it was a, it was a five speed but they wanted to make it look like a, they wanted to make it look like a sports car so it was an actual fancy shift handle and it wasn't it wasn't up on the handlebars where you could use it like your thumb no it was right there on the on the uh the the, the boy breaker and uh, <laughs> and it was a it was a five with a big five on the knob of the on the gear shift looked cool as hell but very impractical if you if you stop too fast. <laughs> well, and here's our third question we asked last week: What holiday was often the excuse for baby boomers to make clay handprints to take home? Thanksgiving. I- Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, those were turkeys. The clay, clay. No, Thanksgiving. You just traced around your hand to make a turkey. This is oh. when you press your hand in clay and no, you leave I'm sorry. an imprint. I went to I went to an artsy school. We made we made ceramic turkeys on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and see, that's why you're never going to win one of these games. <laughs> <laughs> No, I still have uh, I still have one from my daughter. It was Mother's Day. They all press and they, they they made the handprint. And for the old fashioned mothers, it also was an ashtray. But for most of them, it was just something to hang on the wall until it eventually fell off and broke. Wait, you you that? mean you mean they would press the hand so deeply that you could actually just stick a cigarette in there in the little depression? It 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 depends on how deeply they press. The one my daughter made, yeah, you could. But you didn't. 
I didn't know that would be sacrilege. And, and... <laughs> now the only time I see them doing that is for a dead pet. Like before you bury your dog or cremate your dog, they take it and they put its little paw print in a little clay thing, right? I have those from my dead dogs. <laughs> you wait until the dog's dead? Yeah. You could do it while it Why was would, alive. Yeah, why would you wait until the dog's dead? That is a good question. <laughs> when I'm dead, I don't want people pressing my hands in clay. I'm sorry. It won't be your hand, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia Plastic Cast. <laughs> there is an interesting project that never occurred to me before. Sorry. I just went to a whole other business. Oh, well, that was something. in the, uh, what was it, the 60s? What, I figure her name was Cynthia, but it was like she went by the name Plastercaster. And she would would collect plaster casts of rock stars, uh, what they call it, junk today. And uh, so, yeah, that if that's a hobby for you, Carolyn, then, you know, good luck finding rock stars <laughs> that are our age. So, so is it plaster <laughs> or is it clay? The, well, the, I don't. The, that the, was. I mean, I don't know what she used. I really wasn't. No, no. In the what, room. what would you have? Uh, clay made out of clay. And, and then is it kilned as well and glazed, or? I think they just let it harden and then painted it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Is uh, uh, yeah. I get because yeah. Then you wouldn't want to use it as an ashtray because it doesn't. If it was glazed and and coated, you could. No, they didn't really get into that in fourth grade. So <laughs> did, did you? Did you do one? Because I did. I didn't do one. I, 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 yeah. I, well, what you know. I did find, though, what we did when you we were, I think, in the second grade, and I remember actually doing it, and I found it. They did a silhouette in black. Oh. Car, on on black um, construction paper, and they glued it onto a big piece of white construction paper. So I actually found mine, which is my silhouette. I had really long eyelashes apparently when I was in the second grade. I don't anymore. Now I need enhance. I need eyelash enhancement now. But seriously, it is it is like I found it, and it was from the second grade. Well, I remember there used to be guys at uh, fairs and stuff who would cut out your uh, your your, your uh, what's some profile uh, yeah. out of black paper with scissors while you sat there, and they would cut it out and then paste it on white paper, and you know, oh, that's me. Little things that you remember. I believe that's called a cameo. Uh, I be- yeah. We can call it that. <laughs> 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 and if you do it on green paper, it's called a cameo flage. Flage. is why nobody listens. <laughs> <laughs> I take complete responsibility for that. You guys. <laughs> so you're the comedians. Here's a speaking of the dog. Here's something I did uh, did for my wife because she always likes to. She always likes to sign when she signs Christmas cards, and that always likes to sign for the pets. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. always a little little kid. She draws like a paw print and then and then puts the pet's name next to the paw print. So, right. So that is uh, so. So what I did was and you can you can do this, too. So can our listeners. You can actually um, you can get uh, a, a, an ink pad. Mm-hmm. They, they sell a pet ink pad and you can dip the little pets little little foot in there and you can make a make a print of the of, of your dog's foot. And then you can send that to a rubber stamp company. 
so she Saves can now all the time of having so she can now she can now she can now sign the card with the dog's actual paw print and oh. dogs care a lot about that they want to be included <laughs> well you know at, at least i at least i didn't wait till he was dead hey, you know how big my dog's paw is i have a 90 pound golden retriever that would take up the whole side of the card she there you go then you don't have to write paws. anything yeah exactly <laughs> so just gonna have to type pay three times for the rubber stamp it's gonna cost you more ink more stamp <laughs> Heck uh, in the old west, three-legged dog walking through town. So I'm looking for the guy that shot my paw. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, that bell means it's time for this week's questions. That's right. We've uh, we've told you enough about what happened last week. Now let's take a look at the questions for this week. I encourage you to jot them down. And because you're going to have to jot down your answers and send them in to us so you qualify. And Carolyn, where would they send their answers? The email address to send your answers is another day above ground show, all one word, another day above ground show at gmail.com. Okay. And if you are, uh, you are among the correct answers, we will pick, a, uh, pick an entry at random and send you a game. Here we go. First question. Why did NBC switch from their early xylophone logo, which was bing, 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 remember that? Why did they switch from that to a peacock? Why did they switch from the xylophone logo to a peacock? That is question number one. Question number two. When he wore a mask, he was Zorro. Well, what was the character's name when he wasn't wearing a mask? And it's a very long one. I would settle for the first two, first two names on that. But what was Zorro's real name? And finally, name the exasperated TV mom who could have just said, Oh, Ward, sometimes I could just shoot the beaver. Who was that mom? Not her, uh, not her real name, but what was her name on the show? So if you have those, the uh, the Beaver Shooter, the uh, NBC logo, and the uh, and the uh, Zorro's real name, send them in to Another Day Above Ground Show at gmail.com. But let's say you don't win and you still want to get a hold of this game, Carolyn. What can they do to get a deal on this game? You can go to boomagain.com and purchase the game. And at checkout, it will say put in a promo code. The promo code for our listeners only is 10ADAG. That's 10ADAG. And it will take 10% off the price of your game. And you can have it and have a great time with your friends playing. And it's really fun if there are some millennials or Gen Xers in the room because they can't answer squat. It's great. And it's even more fun if everybody's drinking. You know, oh, yes. <laughs> that was very fun. What isn't fun when everybody's drinking? Uh, driving. Except, except for the paddy wagon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, drinking and driving still fun. Well, I read an interesting thing this weekend in, in, in Chicago. There are numerous cemetery bars where bars would pop up outside of big cemeteries because after the funeral, 
People wanted to get a drink and you know and and uh, and and mourn together. So very cemetery bars. I never realized that the uh, the yeah. existence of that. It's a pop up business. No, 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 no. Nobody pops up in a cemetery. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. He's he's talking about when they they they, they, they popped up back they years ago. When when the cemetery, but not like a, not like a pop up installation. Oh, okay. You're thinking, you're thinking too millennial there, Carolyn. Sorry. <laughs> Just trying to preserve my at least 49-year-old age. We'll, we'll send a nun over there to beat that out of you. <laughs> if she shows up with a bottle of whiskey, I'll let her in. Oh, jeez. Well, my friends, we have come to the conclusion of yet another episode of Another Day Above Ground. We sure hope you like it. We encourage you to go to our website, which is anotherdayaboveground.com. You can learn more about Carolyn and Tim and myself. You can uh, uh, leave us a message. Perhaps you would like to be a guest on this show because you have something to share with baby boomers. Leave us that message. We'd be happy to get back to you. Other than that, uh, Tim, do you have any last uh, last words? And uh, just go over to timslegel.com and uh, uh, you can leave me some words. Okay. Carolyn, how about you? <clears throat> Excuse me, how about you? Go to carolynstrauss.com and check out my dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> She's a- apparently opening it up to... Anybody who can listen to a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Or is willing to play with clay. (laughs) And I encourage you to go to daleirvin.com so you can sign up for the Friday Funnies. And in your email inbox every Friday, I will make you laugh. That being said, thank you for joining us. Share this podcast with your friends and go out and enjoy today because today is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.